This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington, and it's in both parties. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. Now, of course, this puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. Be sure to visit AFR.net or wherever you get your podcasts to hear past episodes. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Welcome to Exposing Washington. My name is Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us this Saturday afternoon. The goal of the show here is to expose the deception that is taking place in our nation's capital in Washington, D.C., so that you know what's going on, so that you're an informed citizen, an informed Christian, and uh, most uh, uh, importantly, an informed voter when it comes to the uh ballot box, and, and, and when you cast your vote every couple years uh, in these federal elections, it's important to know what's going on. So that's what we're going to do here. And look, there is um, conservative media is growing, um, but it's still not uh, the dominant media in America. Uh, the left-wing, uh, mainstream, Democrat-controlled media still operates much of the airwaves, and so it's important to bring a conservative viewpoint, a, a, a Christian viewpoint to the news uh, coming out of Washington, D.C. So that's what we're going to do. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, this is what I what I what I love about American Family Radio. And I'm a little biased because my grandfather started it. But the one thing, uh, one of many things that I, I really appreciate about American Family Radio is we're not just covering news from a conservative or libertarian standpoint, uh, we are covering the news strictly from a biblical viewpoint, uh, from a viewpoint of Christians and how and what God's Word says about how we should conduct ourselves, how our country should conduct itself. Um, and so that's what makes AFR different uh, than many other uh, networks, is that we are unashamedly uh, Christian in our worldview uh, and and the way we look uh, at the topics that our country is facing, you know, we're in a we're in a, a probably a worse situation than even under President Obama when it comes to the policies that are going on in Washington D.C. And the reason I say that is because you know President Obama he was no conservative; he was very liberal, um, and we really found out much of that after he was elected, which is not uncommon in Washington. But the different the difference with, with President Biden is we don't really know who's in charge. We don't really know who's in charge. Because when when you read accounts of the the, the state of Joe Biden and his current situation you're only led to believe that there's no way he's running the country. There is no way he's fully running the country. Um, because, look, this is an unfortunate situation. Nobody wants to talk about 
an elderly person who is having trouble um, knowing where they are and what they're doing. But he's the commander-in-chief. He's the president of the United States. He has the nuclear football. So we can't avoid it. Uh, but this is where we are. This is where the Democrat Party is. They have put in place, uh, they have elected a man who is having trouble. He doesn't, he's not fully aware of what he's doing. And it's clear. Uh, many of you probably saw the clip last week of President Biden in Texas, and he's on the stage and he, he says, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And if that were to happen with any other president, especially a Republican, the media would go ballistic. He must step down. He's incompetent. He's unable to fulfill his oath of office. He must step down. And they even tried that with President Trump. The whole argument that he's mentally incapable of carrying out his duties. And now that we have someone in office who might literally be mentally incapable of carrying out his duties, the Democrats are silent. Why? Because they're running the policy. They are making the policy decisions in the Biden administration. Speaking of policy decisions, every time a Democrat gets in the White House, they seem to exacerbate the issue of illegal immigration. And don't get me wrong, illegal immigration goes on under Republicans and Democrats. This is not a one-party problem. But the difference is, President Trump, when he was in office, he did everything within his power to stop illegal immigration, to control our borders, which is one of the most basic functions of government. And I think oftentimes we forget the few basic functions that, that government is supposed to take care of. And controlling our border is like government 101. That's what they do or what they're supposed to be doing. Joe Biden, President Biden, his first few weeks in office, he's changed policies to make it easier and incentivize illegal immigration. And illegal immigration is bad for everyone, and here's why. Primarily, illegal immigration is bad for America and American citizens. Why? Because it's our tax dollars that are footing the bill for illegal immigrants to come into our country and providing them full benefits and oftentimes paying for their schooling and their health care and every other kind of, uh, of, of living expense. That's the first thing. The second thing is these, these illegal immigrants are facing life-and-death situations on the southern border. Crossing the border is dangerous. And we saw a prime example of that last week with uh, 13 illegal immigrants dying in a car crash. They tried to fit 25 illegal immigrants in an SUV and tragically hit an, uh, an 18-wheeler, and 13 of them died. That did not have to happen. But they crossed the border illegally because our border is open in certain areas, and it shouldn't be. 
And and anybody in the media or in the White House or in the Democrat Party that is trying to say that we don't have a problem at the southern border, they're lying. I'm looking at this article now, and I'll post this on my podcast page at AFR.net. This is an article from Breitbart News. 10,000 immigrants, they call them migrants, they're illegal immigrants. 10,000 illegal immigrants apprehended in one week in a single Texas border sector. And this news came from a Democrat congressman. We do have a problem at the southern border, and the Biden administration is doing everything in their power to make it worse. I want to play a clip two here. This is Mark Morgan. He used to work for the Trump administration for Customs and Border Patrol. And let's listen to what he has to say when asked about whether there is a, a, a crisis on the southern border or not. Clip two, let's listen. Look, the DHS secretary uh, this week lied to the American people, Harris. And, and look, that doesn't bring me pleasure to say this when he said there wasn't a crisis. Absolutely. Look, in the middle of a global pandemic, when less than 8% of our, our own citizens have received the vaccine, kids are still not in school, businesses are still not open, people are still out of the job. Their way to shut down this virus is to open up our borders and encourage and incentivize illegal immigration and then reinstate catch and release. And that's exactly what happened. And Harris, it's not just unaccompanied minors. We've seen a, a skyrocket more than double since the election, but also with the overall flow of the illegal immigration. We're back to almost 5,000 every single day being apprehended trying to illegally yes. enter this country. It's absolutely <laughs> remarkable. Well, there you have it. <clears throat> there is a crisis at the southern border. And many people might be saying, well, wasn't there a crisis at the southern border under the Trump administration? Yes, there was in 2019, 2019. But, but it wasn't because of the president. The president did everything in his authority to stem the tide of illegal immigration. President Biden is doing everything in his authority to make it worse. And that's the fundamental difference here. And who would have thought 20, 30 years ago that we would have to debate each other about whether we should have a secure border? I mean, this is one of those issues that you sh we should be looking around going, how can anyone disagree how can anyone disagree? This is like debating on whether we should legalize burglary. Whether we should legalize people breaking into your home or not. And having a debate about that. It's insanity. And much of the Democrat Party, their, their policies are not in line with reality. They're not. It's one of the most bizarre situations I've seen in my life where an entire party is completely detached from reality and they're okay with it and they actually defend it. Speaking of being detached from reality, the Congress is working on this so-called COVID relief bill and look, what we're learning is this legislation, not only is it a monstrosity of a bill, $1.9 trillion, which we don't have in cash, we're going to have to print this at the Treasury Department, 
which is a problem in and of itself. But Congress is about to pass this bill that they say is is COVID relief, right? It's a stimulus bill. Well, what we're learning is the majority of what is in the legislation has completely nothing to do with the coronavirus. And also, another important fact is that a majority of the money won't be spent until, guess what? 2022-2023 and by the way they're going to bail out Democrat run states that were in a financial pickle before COVID this is what Democrats and many politicians Republicans can do this too they incentivize bad behavior what are you incentivizing when you send Hundreds of billions of dollars. By the way, can I just have one billion? If I just had one billion, I would be set for the rest of my life. The Democrats are sending hundreds of billions of dollars to these Democrat-run states to bail them out. Because the Democrats don't know how to run their state. These problems are not related to the pandemic New York, Illinois, California, New Jersey, the list goes on. These states were in, were, they had financial difficulties well before COVID. The Illinois financial crisis with their, their government not knowing how to spend money, this goes back years. It goes back years. I've covered it on my show when I first started my show a couple years ago. And Washington just seems more than comfortable with repeating bad decisions. And so we're going to bail out blue states, just like, remember Hurricane Sandy up in the Northeast? And don't get me wrong, Hurricane Sandy hit many people hard. But the governors of the few states up there, they pushed hard and hard, and we've got to have more money. We've got to have more hurricane relief. This was under President Obama. Well, Washington gave them that hurricane relief, but it didn't just deal with the hurricane. (laughs) They bowed out all their other problems, too, while they were at it. And those same states haven't learned a lesson since. So what are we going to do now? We're going to spend $2 trillion. The vast majority of it has nothing to do with the coronavirus. And we're going to bail out states that are run poorly so that the politicians running them can stay in power. And then in probably, what, five years, ten years at the most, we'll do it again. We'll bail them out again. We'll print more money at the Treasury Department. I've seen lemonade stands run better than Washington, D.C. And that is not a joke. (laughs) If Washington had to run their operation like a private business, 
reality would hit and come fast. But when you have a printing press and you're in control of the printing press and you can buy your own bonds, you can secure your own money, that is a recipe for disaster. And that's what Washington's been doing for now over a decade. I'm afraid it's going to take something monumental and not in a good way to wake up the politicians and the policymakers in Washington that are drunk on money. Shifting gears, the Biden administration passed an executive order a couple weeks ago regarding transgenders on federal property and any, any school across the country that gets federal aid. This executive order might sound all nice and inclusive, but in reality, this what, what the Biden executive order does is it allows boys, men, to play on girls and women's sports teams, to use their locker rooms, to use their restrooms on school property. The order is disastrous, and we've been over this before. These transgender policies are terrible for public safety. But that's what the Biden executive order did. And some states are fighting back. They're going on offense and they're protecting boys and girls, men and women across their state from this transgender insanity. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. Gender dysphoria is a real thing. There are people who struggle with their sexual identity, but we don't need to let those struggles shape public policy. Because science affirms God's word says that he created us male and female. Male and female, he created us. There is unique distinctions between male and female. They're not the same. We would be lying to say that there is no biological difference between male and female. There clearly is. But what the left wants to do, what the Biden administration, what they want to do, is blur the lines between male and female and act as if there is no difference. But not only act as if there is no difference, but they want people, they want biological males to be able to identify as the opposite sex. It's insanity. I know. Who would have thought we would be having this conversation, this debate? Well, Mississippi, my home state, they're going on offense here, and they're protecting girls' sports. I'm going to play clip three here. This is Mississippi State Senator Angela Hill on the Mississippi Fairness Act. Let's listen. 
she would be protected because she would not have biological males be allowed to come over and play on her female team. Um, the governor is going to sign our bill, and I'm extremely pleased about that. And 79% of Mississippians who agree with us are extremely pleased that we've passed this bill to protect female athletes from unfair competition from biological males uh, identifying as females. And so we are hoping that every state in the United States will follow our lead uh, and go ahead and pass this bill and show these female athletes that we are on their side and that they deserve our protection. Well, there you have it. Kudos to Mississippi legislature for passing this bill. And it looks like the governor of Mississippi, Tate Reeves, is going to be signing this legislation very, very soon. So that's good news. We're protecting uh, women's sports. We're protecting girls' sports, protecting men from trying to compete against women. And we've seen this uh, happen in Connecticut. There's active litigation in Connecticut where uh, two men, two 17, 18-year-old young men were running uh, girls' track, and they were winning every race and taking all the scholarships. It's absurd. We shouldn't need legislation to address this, but we do. And so kudos to Mississippi for addressing this legislation. And the more the more hostile Washington, D.C. becomes, the more we should all be focused on our state governments, our state legislatures, our local governments, our city council, our mayor. We need local elected officials, local politicians who will defend our values, who will stand up for what is right. Who is in the White House? Who runs the executive branch? Who's in Congress? Those are very important positions. We should be involved in those elections. We should elect people who share our values, and we should elect Christians to public office all across the country. But I would argue the most important place that, that, that it's becoming clear, the most important battleground is at the local level. It's at the city and the state and the county level. Yes, there are bad decisions coming out of Washington, D.C., but the worst decisions are coming out of our local city councils and our state governments. And this is an example of fighting back against the radical left. Other states are following suit. Texas, Arkansas, many other states are following suit. Speaking of Texas and uh, Mississippi, Texas and Mississippi, their governors announced this past week that they are rescinding all of their coronavirus pandemic-related restrictions. No forced mask usage from the governor's office. No business capacity. And much, much more. And then you had Governor Newsom in California try to criticize Governor Abbott in Texas for rescinding all these orders. And when you talk about being out of touch with reality, 
Governor Newsom in California is completely out of touch with reality. Why? Because there is a current recall effort effort trying to get him back on the ballot so they can boot him from the governor's mansion in California because of how terribly he's handled the coronavirus. And he has the audacity to go out there and criticize how Texas is handling the coronavirus. Does Newsom not get the handwriting on the wall? That he should focus on his own state, on his own problems before criticizing others? And the Democrat Party, they just seem obsessed with control. They seem obsessed with controlling our lives. And that was proven by the reaction to Texas and Mississippi lifting those restrictions. The media and the Democrats, they went ballistic. How dare you lift those restrictions? We should be wearing masks for eternity. Masks are the end-all, be-all. There needs to be a capacity limit on every business in every state across this country. That's the narrative you get from the left. It's as if they want to see our country destroyed both economically and morally. And it used to be where you could probably find some common ground between the two parties, Republican and Democrat. But as the years go by, the difference, the divide between the two parties and the divide in our country is becoming increasingly clear. It is, it is at, we are at the point where people who love America, who want to see America preserved, who want to see America protected and flourished, who want to see godly values promoted across the country, who want to see babies' lives saved from the travesty of abortion. People who share those values, which is, believe it or not, much of America, maybe not the loudest part of America, but much of America, they have no place in the Democrat Party. Absolutely no place in the Democrat Party. And so focus on your local government, your city, your county, your state. We need Christians. We need godly people in government at all levels of government. I would argue we are at the most critical time where we need people who share our values in elected office at the local level. That's where the battle's happening right now. Washington, D.C. is doing their thing, and they seem not to be changing. We need local officials to stand for biblical values. Exposing Washington, American Family Radio. Check out our website, AFR.net. 
We'll be back next week. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.